0: Welcome you to this broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. This week, Dr. Cairns continues a series of studies on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, Even the Faintest Call. The text is Joel, chapter 2, and verse 32. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Why do I not call on his name? Why do I run to this neighbor and that, when God is so near and will hear my faintest call? Why do I sit down and devise schemes and invent plans, Why not at once roll myself and my burden upon the Lord? Straightforward is the best runner. Why do I not run at once to the living God? In vain shall I look for deliverance anywhere else. But with God I shall find it. For here I have his royal shall to make it sure. I need not ask whether I may call on him or not. For that word, whosoever, is a very wide and comprehensive one. Whosoever means me, for it means anybody and everybody who calls upon God. I will therefore follow the leading of the text, and at once call upon the glorious Lord who has made so large a promise. My case is urgent, and I do not see how I am to be delivered. But this is no business of mine. He who makes the promise... We'll find out ways and means of keeping it. It is mine to obey His commands. It is not mine to direct His counsels. I am His servant, not His solicitor. I call upon Him, and He will deliver me.
1: From glory to glory Thou leadest me on I never could praise thee enough. Thou bearest my burdens and givest a song and smoothest my path when so rough. Oh, thou art the song of my soul, the fairest of fair ones to me. Savior divine and ruler of all. Ah, My heart finds its comfort in thee. My heart finds its comfort Losses are turned into glorious crowns. My sighs into rainy and smiles. Like rivers of mercy, my peace comes and drowns the agonies. fair ones to me, O Savior divine and ruler of all. My heart finds its comfort in thee, my heart finds its comfort in thee. its comfort in thee, my heart finds its comfort, my heart finds its comfort, my heart finds its comfort.
0: Among the great classics of Christian literature, A.W. Tozer's The Pursuit of God is remarkable for its impact on the lives of countless believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. The product of a lifelong passion for knowing God in an intimate, soul-refreshing relationship, this small volume exposes the roadblocks that keep us from fully knowing God, reveals our responsibility of the pursuit, and ultimately leads us into the very presence of God Himself. Some of the chapter titles include Following Hard After God, Restoring the Creator-Creature Relation, and The Sacrament of Living. As you read and study Tozer's Penetrating Insights, you will learn the meaning of Paul's words in Philippians 3, verse 10, That I May Know Him. Let the Bible Speak is pleased to offer complete reprints of this timeless devotional help, free of charge. For your copy of The Pursuit of God, You may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. You may email info at org. That's info at org. If you wish, you may simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your free copy of The Pursuit of God, and we'll be glad to provide it. This week on Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns continues his series of studies in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Today he'll bring the next portion of a message called The Witness of the Spirit. In John 14, verse 17, the Lord Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of Truth. This expression occurs four times in the New Testament. As Dr. Cairns has been explaining, there are in Scripture at least seven actions ascribed to the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of Truth. So far, we've seen that the Spirit is responsible for the inspiration of the Bible. He points to Christ, not to Himself. And the Spirit of Truth uses the truth of the gospel to bring in the full number of those whom God the Father has given to His Son— Dr. Cairns will go on to show how the Spirit of Truth assures those who receive the gospel of the reality of the things it promises. Now, Dr. Cairns continues this message, the witness of the Spirit.
2: Let me turn you again to 1 John 5 and verse 13. These things have I written to you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. I want you to see what he's saying. These people believed on the name of the Son of God. Now, believers are saved. So we say, scripturally, these are saved people. But John is saying, I have written unto you who are believers, in order that you may know in order that you may have absolute assurance of possessing eternal life. And in order that you may believe. I write to believers that faith may be deepened and increased. And that you may know. Now this is a good basis for knowing yourself. The Bible says it. Therefore, it's true. I remember when God used that form of assurance in my own life as a young believer, having struggled through doubts and fears and troubles and trials, almost to the point of distraction. I remember when the Lord brought my heart at about 3 a.m. on the first day of February, 1958. Maybe giving away that I have been around longer than I look, but uh, uh, there, In an all night of prayer, God brought my heart to John 6 and 37. I had many fears, many concerns, many doubts, many troubles. But the witness of God's word is, Him that cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast out. Now, what a day that was. When the word of God gripped the heart and I could say, I am sealed, Because the Bible says it. Lord, I'm not depending on the words that I prayed or now pray. I'm not depending on the feelings that I have had or now have. I'm coming on the basis of the word of God. You say, him that cometh I will in no wise cast out. Lord, I come. In all my need. I come. You say you will not cast me. Bless God. That's a solid ground of assurance for God cannot lie. Man, make sure you have the Bible as the basis of your hope for heaven. But then, there is a second line of assurance. And that is uh, the assurance that comes from the evidences of grace in the life. Now, this should not be used to the exclusion of of everything else. Some hyper-Calvinists do this and uh, when you hear them preach, they think that they have preached a good message if every saint of God goes out of the meeting doubting his salvation. That's a good message. One very famous American preacher went a few years ago to Northern Ireland and preached in the largest Baptist church in Belfast and uh, mine had a wonderful time. Uh, this man is a tremendously able preacher, and very saddened actually at the report that I heard, but the best Christians in that assembly left the meeting in great bondage of spirit Wondering, were they saved at all? Because of this exclusive emphasis on evidence. For instance, it's a very favorite tactic to take the first epistle of John and say, now here are the evidences of the new life. And if you don't measure up, you're not saved. And what they do is they take one line through John's epistle and they forget all the converging lines and they paint an absolutely false picture and they set an absolutely false standard and they have good, saved people wondering, are we saved at all? Now, that's a mistake. But nonetheless, there is the assurance that comes from the evidence of grief. For instance, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now, if you've come to Christ and you're a new creature, there is what Martin Lloyd-Jones once called, I believe, good presumptive evidence that you are saved. For nobody else makes you a new creature but Jesus Christ. I remember a, an old friend of mine was a, a down and out alcoholic from God's feet. He's the man that Dr. Paisley carried 200 yards down the Ravenhill Road in Belfast and set him down in the vestry of the church and went outside and prayed so hard that the fear of God fell on this old sinner and he prayed him sober. And that night that man came to Christ and was absolutely transformed and never, never again touched the devil's booze was an absolute miracle. And everybody in knew old youth. But man, the devil gave him many years of opposition, many years of doubts and fears. Maybe you're not saved at all are you really could you believe it are you really a changed man are you really a changed man man there was a change all right there's presumptive evidence that you're seeing if any man is in christ he is a new creature we have read just now in romans chapter 8 and verse 14 that as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god the sons of god are led by the spirit of god i will do a message on the leading of the spirit and show you it's not In Romans 8, what many people take it to be. But there is a spiritual dimension to a man that saves. There's no doubt about that. The Holy Spirit does abide within him. The Holy Spirit does sanctify him. Now, not all Christians are equally sanctified and equally holy, but all Christians are being sanctified. There is a work of holiness being wrought in the life of every Christian. And undoubtedly, there is again presumptive evidence from a changed life that a man is saved when he comes to Christ and he's made a new creature and he's led by the Spirit and he's given a love for the Bible and he the things that once he loved he now would hold back from, the things that once he despised he finds he embraces them with his whole heart. Bless God, there is there evidence based on the marks of grace in the life. Paul said in Second Corinthians 13 and 5, Examine yourselves and see if ye be in the faith. And when a man can examine his life in the light of the word of God, and however much there is to lament that he's not all that he wants to be, nonetheless there is evidence that he is in the faith, that man can say, There is a ground of assurance. Answer An assurance based on the written word. An assurance based on the evidences of grace. I'm tempted to depart a little there. These are scriptural things. Will you notice that I haven't mentioned, though there is some truth in it, but I haven't mentioned what has become an old chestnut to most teachers now. People doubting their salvation. Have you had any answers to prayer? And if you can dream up an answer to prayer, then you must perceive. Now obviously it's good to have answers to prayer and that may fall into the category of evidences. But Let's get the full biblical picture. based from the written word the evidence of grace in the life. And then here is the highest form. The topmost brick in the building as it were the assurance of the joint witness of the Holy Ghost you know I think that God's people saved people even those who are plagued with dice when they're brought to the word of God their heart says yes this Bible is true him that cometh to me I have come to Christ I have God's word for it but I, I am saved they have that level of assurance again I believe that God's people however much they lament that they're not what they want to be they can say I'm not what I was I'm not what I ought to be, I'm not what I'm going to be, but I thank God I am not what I once was, there is a change I think that God's people again can trace the finger of God's grace in their life but it's this full assurance that so many of God's people are not enjoying. This full assurance. This joint witness of the Spirit of God with their spirit. The the scriptures actually speak of full assurance in three ways. Let me just give you the text of scripture and uh, I trust you'll follow this out at your convenience. Colossians 2 verse 2 Paul is praying for those who hadn't seen his face in the flesh, and he's praying particularly for the church at Colosse and Laodicea. He's praying for certain things to happen to them. this is something that they didn't have. He's praying verse two, that their hearts may be comforted, being knit together in love and unto all riches. Now here's the phrase, of the full assurance of understanding. You ask me why so many Christians in Greenville are not a jo- enjoying full assurance. I think it starts here, they're not instructed, as Paul wanted these people to be instructed, in the full assurance of understanding. Now, here we come to the ministry of the Holy Spirit, taking these doctrines of Christ, the revelation of the person and the work of Christ, and convincing the mind. I think that sometimes there is such a fear of rationalism in our fundamental churches, and I detest rationalism with a holy hatred. But I think there's such a fear of rationalism in our fundamentalist churches that sometimes there is even a fear of rationality and there's a world of difference. A gospel that does not feed the mind is no gospel. A theology that does not meet the full requirements of the sanctified mind is no theology at all. And the Holy Spirit takes the Word of God and he leads the people of God, feeding their minds, convincing them by a logic that is greater than the logic that any preacher can give. By a logic that is heavenly in its origin and in its procedures. Convincing them of the truth of the gospel. Only God can do that. Full assurance of understanding. It has been my experience in this church over these last seven years that more people, genuinely senior people, have been helped by getting their thinking straight on what in theology we call the great objective truths of the gospel, getting their thinking straight on the doctrine of the atonement and what it really accomplished, the doctrine of justification, the doctrine of acceptance with God in Christ when people get their thinking straight, when the Holy Ghost gives them a full assurance of understanding. By then everything else falls into place. There's a full assurance of understanding. Turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 6. In verse 11, and there you'll find that there is a full assurance of hope. We desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope. I want you to notice something. This assurance is not something that just materializes magically. Even if you received this full assurance of hope that the very minute you were saved, as very often happens, Paul is saying, show diligence. Be diligent in the use of the means of grace. Be diligent in your fellowship with God. Be diligent in your prayer life. Make very sure that nothing comes between you and your God because the full assurance of hope he links to diligence. What a joy it is when a believer has the absolute confidence. The word hope in Scripture has nothing to do with vagueness or uncertainty. It has to do with confidence. It has to do with a confident waiting for that which is yet unseen. But nonetheless is certain. What a joy it is when a believer has absolute confidence that all that is promised is his. His future is absolutely secure in the hand of the Lord.
0: You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We are here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak.